This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. July 8th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa tonight to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. But before we dive into that huge news in the wrestling world today, Wrestling Inc., of course, has all the details, but Raj Giri is here to talk to us about the latest revelations regarding Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean, so I guess to kind of get everyone caught up, um, you know, back last month, uh, the WWE Board of Directors uh, had had been investigating a settlement uh, that Vince McMahon had made with a former paralegal uh, who he allegedly had an affair with. It was a $3 million settlement. And at that time, they said they were investigating other uh, other settlements as well, including uh, uh, other ones with John Laurinaitis. And so this, you know, what came out today seemed to be an update on that, it, it, you know, because that was what was already there. And then today, I mean, obviously the details were were really, really bad to say the least. Uh, basically, Vince had uh, allegedly paid over $12 million to four women that they know of um, over a 16-year period as part of NDAs to keep them quiet about sexual relationships. And they said uh, one was a $1 million uh, NDA in 2006 to a former manager who was allegedly involved with him. Uh, another was in 2008 to uh, for 1 million to a contractor who said that McMahon had sent her nude photos and unsolicited and and claimed he sexually harassed her uh the biggest of the NDAs was in 2018 uh to a former wrestler who said that she was pressured into having oral sex and then afterwards she refused to continue on uh having a relationship with them, she got demoted and they declined to renew her contract in 2005. And then finally, the, the, the most recent one, the, the one that kind of spurred it on was the, the $3 million to a former paralegal that he allegedly had a sexual relationship. And later, John Laurinaitis allegedly had a sexual relationship with her and she claimed that he was she was passed on like a toy uh, this was the one that spurred a friend of hers to contact authorities in WWE and, and kind of spawn this investigation. Mm. So messy stuff. I mean, to say the least, it's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think the, the best way would be to kind of take questions from the comments and and any questions you guys have or any thoughts you guys have and kind of go from there but there's there's really a kind of a lot here i mean i know there's a lot of speculation around the details with this i think the the question on everyone's mind is in light of this he's already stepped down as ceo 
He was at SmackDown tonight. He did those almost defiant appearances on screen. Uh, Denise Alcato, I believe, was reporting tonight that Netflix, where it is there, like the Vince McMahon documentary that's done in post-production is being indefinitely shelved. Um, I guess the question is, Raj, I mean, you've been covering this business now for, for over 20 years. Um, does Vince McMahon survive this or was tonight his last WWE TV for the foreseeable future? Well, Vince, basically with, he, so he doesn't own the majority of the stock, but he uh, owns the majority of a certain class that gives yeah, him yeah. 80% of voting power. So right. he can't be voted out. So basically he would either have to resign or be pressured out. And, you know, uh, obviously you got these huge TV deals with NBC and Fox. And if they feel the pressure to not have Vince on board, um, that could happen. You know, I mean, the WWE losing those TV deals. I, I, I can't say this 100% for sure, but TV deals usually have a morality clause. And I'm pretty sure yeah. those do. And if they could cut those TV deals, I mean, that is crippling to WWE because that is the reason why they're just swimming in money right now. Mm -hmm. So while he officially can't be voted out, uh, he can be forced out. And look, the, uh, these are bad. I mean, yes. Undeniable. I mean, there's no way. <laughs> Undeniable. I mean, they're terrible. I mean, they're very serious. Uh, the, the former wrestler, that $7.5 million NDA, um, I just don't see how you how you can get past that. Um, it, it just seemed, I don't know. Uh, you know, there are guys like, you know, Vince has gotten away with accusations in the past. And, you know, you see yeah. other rich people that, that don't, obviously. And then you see other rich people that do. Um, you see other CEOs that have to step down for far less serious accusations. Far less. And not, yeah. not to excuse what they've done, but I was thinking about that tonight. I was thinking about other situations where people were forcibly removed from their post um, over things that, that, I mean, were not as criminal as some of what he's been accused of. Yeah. And then you had, I mean, not, this is not political, but you had yeah. Donald Trump, you know, who had some very serious accusations and he's probably going to run for president again. So um, it, it, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's a very complicated thing um, because in the business world, when people think of wrestling, they only think of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so how that hurts the company with him completely stepping away, uh, we have no idea, you know, yeah. because if you look at it business wise, most of their big deals are, are baked in They're They're set. So Fox would continue on NBC would continue on WWE would continue making tons and tons of money. Um, and you remove Vince from there. How does that business world react? You know, what, what happens from there? I know everyone's saying Triple H and Stephanie. No one knows yeah, yeah. what Triple H and Stephanie, how much of uh, what Vince actually does, can they really take over? Uh, Triple H, obviously, he, he ran NXT. It was not a success when he ran it. It, it was, uh, people loved it. You know, the fans enjoyed it, but it got beat by a, an upstart company right off the bat. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it did. 
Now, yeah, granted, yeah, yeah. they didn't have the budget that the main roster did. They had to run a, a, a basically a college, you know, auditorium. Uh, it's a, larger than that, but they didn't have the advantages that, you know, AEW. They're going to full arenas, and and you know they were doing a lively show whereas nxt had to run in these small you know in the small rinky dink 200 300 person studio and you know it, it, it didn't have the advantages that a raw or smackdown did we haven't seen triple h really in, in charge of one of those brands and see what he could do with that kind of budget with that kind of star power so I, there's just so many unknowns right now but i i personally i don't see how vince gets past this yeah yeah i don't know these are too, way too serious, way too, um, just, it's just disgusting, you know? Keep, uh, keep, uh, Isa, if you have any questions, I need to just plug something in my connections. I just, well. I was just not to play devil's advocate here, because obviously we know that what he did is absolutely not acceptable. On, on top of that, we do know that Wall Street Journal has been known for releasing this bombshell-like articles on some of the, greatest CEOs like the Elizabeth Holmes thing with Terranos started with a Wall Street Journal article. The WeWork CEO also got taken down by them. But if there's an NDA and people releasing this information, regardless of who the sources are, what does that do for that aspect of thing and how credible it is or how much confirmation they can get about what happened if the other side can't really come clean about what actually happened and this is all rumor coming from sources? So... This this so with some of this, I'm gonna have to. Do, I'm just gonna tell you what my speculation is, and I'm pretty right. sure it's pretty accurate. But I think it's clear that all of this has been coming from people on the board of the directors. So it's direct. Mm -hmm. It's not from third party. Um, I think it's pretty clear this is from the investigation that's going on. So this is direct. It's you know it's not a uh, third party rumor. So. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it, because so far WWE has not denied a single thing. The the, the one statement they put out uh, when it first came out was that Vince did not use corporate funds to right to, to settle this NDA. Uh, that that it was you know it was all his own funds, and I, I I believe that's kind of where it stands. We don't know with these other NDAs if that was from corporate funds or not. Hmm. Uh, the original. Uh, the original report with the paralegal, her salary was, was from his own money, supposedly, right? Right, but she received a raise, basically doubled her salary once she allegedly started the sexual uh, relationship with Vince. And right, but you know, corporate knows how to cover that. You just give them a title that's worthy of that salary, and that's how. Obviously, you go to HR, HR knows exactly what's going on, but you say, hey, this person just went from a paralegal to a VP of ops. You just give him the title that's worth the salary just to cover it. Like, I'm just saying, right. this man has been doing this for years. He's not stupid. There's going to be a, a, a trail to cover what you did as well. Sure, sure. But if it comes out that it was she only got that raise because of this relationship, even though a $100,000 raise is a drop in the bucket for WWE, that speaks to the, you know, the core, I mean, that's coming from the top, the very, very, very top. And that's kind of speaks to the, the corporate corporate atmosphere uh, of the company. And that's, you know, that's very damaging. So, you know, so yeah, I think the fact that this is, I believe is coming from the board of directors is, and, and directly tied to the investigations leads me to believe these aren't rumors that 
you know, this is what they're finding. And we have not seen WWE deny anything yet. Uh, Raj, um, given what we know, and I don't want to be light in saying this uh, by making this comparison, because I know we toss around the comparison between succession and the fictional family there and the McMahons a lot. Do you think if the board is leaking this or putting some of this out there, do you think that there are some on the board that see Vince as an impediment towards sale or a change in control and they think that strategically punishing him on the public stage advances their agenda perhaps to sell wwe um i don't think so you know just just yesterday a, a member of the board um connor shell resigned and and the, the timing yeah. seems very suspect and he and they were looking to further the, the agenda they would have stayed on yeah um again the shell said that he was resigning devoting time to his business but the next day this story comes out yeah yeah you know, the, the, again this is my speculation but that timing is very suspect so it doesn't seem to me like they're furthering their agenda as they're legitimately concerned about what's you know, about well, that's good. And, no, and I mean, I think it's, it's it's very valid. I mean, and this is just, I mean, this is and horrifying. It, some of the stuff that's coming out. Yeah. And I want to make clear that Nick, Nick Khan is not a part of the, the board. Uh, he's part of the board of directors, him, Stephanie, Triple H, Vince, but those four, those four, those four, I haven't done this in a while. Those four are not a part of the investigation. They have, they are excluded from this investigation. Yeah. So it's the other makes sense. board members. I mean, it's just crazy. And reading some of this stuff, I mean, you think about whatever rumors there have been over the years, like just um, in particular, the 2005 incident um, really confirms a lot of the worst allegations and suspicions people have had. I mean, there have been other allegations in the past. Yes, yes, absolutely. Chatterton, um, yeah, the uh, the masseuse in, in 2000, yeah. Um, I'm forgetting the exact year, but yeah, I think it was 2005. Um, but you know, he'd never, uh, there had been a, a legal battle back and forth between Vince and Rita Chatterton, but it was mm. actually Vince had initially sued Rita uh, yeah. for a 92 appearance on Geraldo, uh, where Rita first came out with a lot of the claims with, with what happened in 1986, WWE, then WWF sued her. And then, they were countersued. It was going back and forth. And then the whole steroid trial happened and they were like, we don't, you know, we, we can't be having this as well. So it was basically all dropped. I mean, I never thought he would step down as CEO, but I, I just don't know. It, it makes WWE collateral damage the longer he stays on. Not that this wouldn't be a story if he was fully removed and retired, but this I think is just uh this story is going to become an albatross to the entire company and everyone that works there and stockholders for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see how they get past it. And, um, you know, with, with Vince, even, you know, right now, I think most people believe that Vince is still in charge, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Stephanie is still kind of the figurehead CEO, but Vince is still running the show and clearly he is. I, I, I don't see how that would be acceptable going forward. Um, and again, we, we don't we don't know until it happens. Vince can't be voted out. He's very headstrong. He's uh, he's got a giant ego, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, which helped him to get to where he is. But um, 
I is mean, that for him, why, show up at SmackDown tonight, you know, that's when, when all this breaks out, it's, uh, it's not normal yeah, that, behavior. That's actually my, what my next question or speculation was here. It's like, we read a report from FIFO Select today about how defiant he was even yelling certain things in regards to the first article coming out, him showing up again tonight. What, what does that tell us about what do you think he thinks he can get away with this or like i don't know i feel like if i was him i would just take some time away even if i'm gonna come back as ceo later like let the whole thing go away take some time away but the fact that he's still there i don't even know that's the part that i'm just so confused about so is he on camera tonight i just got no him. no he wasn't okay. thank god so to me it felt like it's when, when, when again this is my speculation but when, when i was reading the reports today it, it felt to me like Vince did those TV appearances as almost like he wanted to do a last hurrah in front of the fans, oh. knowing that these stories would be coming out. That's And again, I can't say it for sure. That's just what it seemed like to me. Do you think that would have happened before the stories came out? Because he wasn't on TV forever. And then for him to make an appearance the day that the news come out, I'm pretty sure people had heads up on when this was going to come out. No, that, in, that in, in investigation started that week in, in June. Oh. And, and when I that it started in April, in April is when the board got the the email. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's when they got the email from the friend. The the investigation didn't start till June. Um, you, I would, you know, you would think that Vince, um, obviously knew about it. But as far as knowing that it would get public, once it got public, I think that's when things changed. Again, it's a lot of I think a lot of stories in regards to at least Wall Street Journal taking down other CEOs in which people have plenty of heads ups and they even try to fight these articles coming out. So I cannot put it past Vince or somebody in WWE to not mm. have some kind of time frame on where this was coming out because there was like I, I mentioned it earlier, even the case with Elizabeth Holmes, like they had to wait forever to publish the, the article on her, you know, with the whistleblower because she tried to fight putting it out there for so long. The guy we, we worked did the same thing as well. So I'm just saying, I would assume that there had to be some kind of rumorings that they wouldn't know a time frame from when this was coming out if they couldn't avoid it coming out because I guarantee you, if they knew, they probably also try to fight it. For sure. But when it did come out, all it wasn't like he did something meaningful on TV. So it was clearly yeah. uh, a reaction to the story. And I, again, I think it might've just been him knowing that things are gonna, might are coming out now. They're going to get worse. Because a lot of times you'll hear uh, 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 that there's a story that's being worked on and then nothing comes of it. Yeah. Maybe he thought because of the NDA, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to come out, be public or, or whatever. And when it did, he's like, hey, I need to make a couple TV appearances. And, and it's weird, my, the reaction. People. Some people were like applauding it. Like, yeah, Vince, don't let, don't let them try and tear you down. And it's just like, like, what? You know, yeah. the reaction was very weird. Yeah. Um, and tonight, I mean, I was looking at that audience. I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, how many of the people in the crowd here tonight do you think even read the Wall Street Journal? Let alone. Have well, that story also showed up at ESPN, yeah, <laughs> Yahoo. And but that, okay, so this is where shit's about to get real, right? You've got the partnership with Netflix. We've already heard, mm -hmm. you know, through the grapevine about Netflix. They got the partnership with the Ringer, A&E TV, like Everywhere. you said, yeah, yeah. It's Dude, like when does NBC, this become, Universal? Yeah, this this has the potential to make them toxic if it's still Vince, um, you know, so materially involved in the company. 
And who has the concept of the product as a whole better yeah. than Vince? And that's you the know, thing. I mean, do you think though? I mean, really, Raj, I mean, let's be objective about this. And you, you, you know, I mean, um, do you really think with everything else in the world of television, so AEW that famously has like no writers in the traditional sense, right? But you think about the world of TV, you think about NXT, you think about every other promotion out there. You don't think anyone else can put together five hours of wrestling TV each week that couldn't at least be as good as what we've seen lately? Because this isn't Attitude Era. This isn't peak WWE. I mean, Raj, you didn't watch tonight, but I'm telling you like, and I, and I know you, know, you, you do Mondays, but how often do you get on the Monday Night Raw podcast and just go, man, I'll tell you what, that three hours, no one does it like Vinnie Mac, you know, like, <laughs> come on. You don't think, you don't think like just an AI program, um, you know, a monkey throwing darts at a roster. Like you don't think there's anyone else that could even produce something comparable to watch. Well, you're talking about creative and that's but a that's different what story. He's doing. But that's his role though. And technically. Then, you think that's all Vince is doing is creative. Like his day he, all week, he he's just working on the, the scripts of the show. Okay, but what do you think though? He really does because licensing. He, does say, he writes the scripts five minutes before. That's the yeah. The, the scripts are done that day. What, <laughs> what else is he doing though? Nick Khan is doing the obviously the big women money deals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, okay, so Nick Khan's doing the big money deals, and he's the power broker behind the scenes. You've got entire licensing charity. There's so many divisions. What What do you think, Vince? Okay, so this untangible Vince magic. What do you think he applies it to well, that no I mean, one else? Just can. today it was coming out that he's flying to Vancouver to meet with John Cena. It's dealing with dealing with all these talent relationships that he's had over the years. It's dealing with the the you know he's the one that's friends with the Rupert Mur Murdochs and mm -hmm. and the power brokers at NBC and 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 the high level brass. And you know he, he again when people at, in the the high levels in business think of wrestling, they know Vince. He's the guy. To, right. It's, right. it's not that simple to just replace someone like that with anyone, you know, even if it's a family member or whatnot. I mean, you see it all the time where uh, a business is replaced by someone else and they just go down. It's it, yeah, he's not just doing creative. Play, like I don't want to play devil's advocate at this point, but that's what I always end up doing in this podcast, according to Glenn. But it's like Vince was one of the very few people that managed to report the biggest profit for companies during the pandemic and after. And mm -hmm. I feel like that is something that a lot of them look at, right? It's like it's like people, I saw one of the chats, in the comments in the chat, for example, he's not going to jail. This isn't even a legal investigation. This is an investigation from the board of WWE, there's so far as of now, right? As nothing now. has been as of now. Nothing has been said to be illegal. So this is just a board of invest. Yeah. Like the board is trying to see if he mismanaged funds or if the company culture needs to change. And that's 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 all there is to it. So I feel like they have to look at these allegations, but also have to look at what he's done to rush point the profit that he's turning in, the deals that he's bringing in because he's being like and be doing this for so long before a decision is made whether they try to push him out or not but i'm telling you and you can understand this raj think about 30 years ago people would have said oh my god what would disney be without michael eisner people even said what would disney be without walt disney think about more recently what would apple be without steve jobs apple's become a much bigger company since then and it's right, not that steve remember jobs apple before back. steve jobs 
Yeah, I know. When they got rid of him, uh, yeah, the first I know, time. I know. So and they almost, you know, they almost collapsed. Yeah. So, but I think this myth though of like the one like savior figure who keeps the company running. I don't care what's Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Vince McMahon, whatever. It's like corporations are. They so keep going. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But the the. the and then let's get a couple of these super chats real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Glenn Joel Wood, then... 99. Vince has barely done anything CEO-wise the last few years. See? Joel Wood agrees. Nick Khan has done most of the big deals, including the one with Fox, so I think that we continue as long as he's involved. You would think so. But again, um, you know, I, I, again, in the corporate world, uh, Nick Khan is not dealing with any of the talent. He's not dealing with any of the wrestlers. They're not talking about going to Vince. And, and you know, for better or for worse – um vince's eye at certain talent has often proven to be correct now you can say oh you know he was pushing roman reigns all those years you know how many people complain on and off and he's the biggest star in wrestling right now well he is but wrestling is also no, smaller wrestling has gotten actually considerably smaller so the romans got bigger or wrestling's gotten smaller uh, well wrestling's bigger than it was in a year ago <laughs> well yeah um it's uh, uh, the the business is is has gotten bigger but uh, you know regardless if he has a certain eye for certain things whether you agree or not look i've criticized vince many 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 times yeah. for, uh, for being on creative i feel like his time his ship has sailed on the creative end i feel like uh you know you need to kind of pass that that buck on a true and I think Vince is a genius for everything he's done, but a true genius also will recognize where they're no longer strong and, and get people in to fill in those roles. And he never let go of creative. And I feel like yeah. creative is kind of, you know, stunted WWE's popularity, but they are hot right now. you know, as, yeah. as hot as they've been in a long time real quick. Well, I got to say, uh, yeah. say, say Thank you, Peter Bahi. <laughs> I've been taking a little time off this summer yeah. after the sale, but uh, it is good to be back. Yeah, I mean, Raj, what happens when you have somebody that that leads a company and then they sell that company and then you know they're still there? But is it ever really the same as it was before? You know, they're taking time <laughs> off, they're pursuing other interests. I mean, you know, you, well, you know, different owners have different visions, That's and true. whether or not the the new vision, you know, I think. Look, Static Media bought the company, bought Wrestling Inc. in in May. Uh, they have a lot of big things planned, and I, I think it's exciting. And and uh, they're doing things that I really couldn't have done. So I'm excited with what they're doing. Um, there's certain things we're not going to agree on, but uh, yeah. Um, when I think, you know, to what you're saying, I mean, you, I think, are very, I'm, I'm sure, like, weighing the pros and the cons, and, and you know, and it made sense for you, but also it's a bit of an ego check because you have to give up that control. Vince giving up that control, it, like, even if he was forced, like, which, he, I mean, his duties have, in theory, been reduced, but I just don't see him ever able to give up that control. Well, it would have to be a legit, a legitimate giving up of control, not yeah. where he's still running the show, yeah, but yeah. he just doesn't have the title of CEO. Um. Yeah, I you know, I, time will tell. I mean, I can't see Vince giving up that control. He's just, I mean, he's been doing this for way too long. Uh, to this day, you know, he's he works countless hours, you know, late into the night. He's still working out at like 2 a.m. Uh, after he's done working. So, um, yeah, you look, a, a, a WWE without Vince in charge is something we've always kind of wondered what it would be like. Yeah. 
and now it, all of a sudden it seems like it it could happen. Who knows if it will? But um, it it's definitely seems the most possible, you know, plausible uh, that it's been in in you know since I started watching back in 1987. Well, this weekend, I think, will be key, right? So if the Netflix rumors are true, and uh, Denise is pretty good on her sources, usually, uh, but if Spotify and The Ringer start to take a step back, like if other people start to kind of distance themselves, that I think will be the... the uh, Yeah. I'm more curious about all of the other big, big sponsors. I mean, Netflix is kind of falling apart themselves yeah, <laughs> so right. I can, I, like they yeah, have well. pulled a lot of projects out and and I, I i would assume that somebody giving them a reason to pull another project out and save them some money maybe <laughs> i mean it, it's supposedly post-production so there was money spent on it but netflix oh, no, itself yeah. is a company that's not doing the best right now so i want to see what happens when it comes time to re renegotiate these TV deals? Because the, the, these last TV deals were historically huge. Like, they were over a billion dollars each. So I want to see what happens when it comes down to that. And let me yeah, just say, that, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I, I mean, that's a, a, a huge point is right now, TV is kind of struggling. Um, you see, like, all these streaming services, they're, you know, they're cutting their budgets, uh, you know, Warner Media. Uh, is cutting back all over the place. Uh, Netflix, you know, they're they've been they've been hurting. So, with WWE pulling in the kind of numbers that they are, it's like how strong are they going to go? You know, again, this, these charges are very serious. It's it's yeah. Uh, so no, I, I mean, I, just, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I mean, this was crazy. This makes the first story from a little while ago. You know, right? Like because the first story was a warm up. <laughs> well, and and, and it yeah. seemed. I mean, and look, you know, obviously someone in position of power. Um, yeah, yeah. With an employee, but you know, in, in the in the Wall Street Journal story, it said that you know the employee would be kind of um, really talking to her her colleagues about the relationship with Vince, and almost like seemed really happy about it. To where the boss had to tell her to kind of, you know calm that down and it, it almost seemed like it was once Laurenitis got into the picture that it got weird i don't know that's yeah what yeah like to me. Think? <laughs> right no i mean this is just all crazy so uh joel wood 499 super chat saying talent has been overwhelmingly positive towards stephanie given the allegations i'm not sure dealing with talent is beneficial to vincent right now and that's true as well i mean you have to wonder like in the locker room yeah so Raj, let me ask you this uh you're you're, you're an insider if, if you what have you heard as far as talent reactions to this? I uh, not, you know, uh, not much, you know, it, uh, like I said, I've kind of been taking the last few weeks off. Um, but the, the things I have heard is that most people believe that Vince is still in charge. Stephanie mm -hmm. has been great to deal with. Um, so many people have, have always had, um, you know, positive experiences with Stephanie, but I, I don't think anyone or very many people believe that she's really in charge. Uh, Bear Hudson, $10 super chat saying, look at the Washington commander's owner and his recent track record. As long as you continue to generate revenue and profit, you'll keep your position and job. You won't step down, but that that's where the partners kind of come into play is if the partners cost revenue that, I mean, that's, that's the, the answer, right? 
I'm not familiar with Daniel Snyder. I, I have no clue about that. And I didn't want to say his name just in case because you know the story. But yeah, I guess the owner of the Washington Commanders. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and a lot of people do get away with bad behavior because they're considered valuable. Um, yeah, I mean, it, this one is, it, it, I mean, the, the fact that there was an on-air talent, allegedly, that was demoted for not doing sexual favors and then basically fired, that's a gigantic and then give it seven and a half million dollars to yeah. keep quiet about it. I mean, that's that's gigantic. Yeah, that and that's not misunderstanding money like we've seen on some of these other allegations where the defense, and I'm not saying this is right, but the defense is like, oh, it was worth it just to pay this small amount rather than fighting right. in court and go through the asshole. Like seven and a half million dollars is not like, well, it was cheaper than the law than going to court over it. It's like, no, that's like something wrong has happened uh, for you to pay somebody that much money. Yeah. And, I mean, and to and, a super and, chat's point, didn't Elon Musk just come out that he had twins with one of his executives? Like, did he joke with is, that, about that too? Yeah. It, this is a, I'm sorry. And maybe the New York City corporate version of me just don't see anything happening to him because I work for the old billionaire that owns yeah. half of everything. And, I, I, I don't having, think that what he did is right, but I can also see it not leading to anything. But having an affair or something like that, or having children out of, you know, uh, on the side in a consensual relationship is different than turning someone, an employee down and then firing, yeah. you know, not firing them, but letting them go, demoting them, then letting them go. And that's just different in my opinion. Yeah, I, look, if someone's having an extramarital affair with someone that they don't have a position of power over, like they're not responsible for their paycheck, I don't have a problem with that. And even if, you know, look, I, I, I do think it's problematic when there is, but it, it's still different when it's consensual. Yeah. Um, yeah. And w w once it reaches no, there, the there point. are shades, there are levels. Like this right. is not, uh, this isn't just all like good or bad. It's like there are different levels. Right, that. exactly. Um, I get it. And let me say, yes, a fair, uh, fair outside non-office, but providing that the relationship allows for that. And it's not, you know, uh, uh, who knows what's going on with Vince and Linda, but no, this is nuts. I, okay. Like, so here's the real prediction of this Raj, and I know you got a Friday evening to get back to, but I'll ask you first, is this the end of more details coming out or more allegations and instances coming out? Or do you think there's going to be more? Oh, that's, uh, oh. I could easily see more coming out, maybe not NDAs, but other experiences, you know, in the past. Um, you know, usually when stuff like this breaks, again, I, I believe that all this is stemming from the board of board of directors investigations into the NDAs. Uh, and cause you know, they said last month, there's more NDAs that they were looking into. There was another one with Laurenitis. That's exactly what came out. I think there, I think there definitely could be more. I, but I can't say for sure. That's just my, that's just my hunch that every single relationship that Vince had, um, or inappropriate action, they managed to catch and and put an NDA on it. I don't know. Yeah. Lisa, yeah, so what do you think? Maybe it did. I think if Raj speculations are right and this is all internal coming from the board, then it's not going to stop until they yeah. get him to resign. <laughs> I feel like they put the first one out there. Didn't do anything. Let's put more out there. It didn't do anything. They'll keep putting info out there until they get what they want. 
crazy times. I didn't think yeah. there would ever be a circumstance, but I'll tell you in the last six weeks and then last week, six weeks, it's gotten a lot more of a possibility. And today it got a hell of a lot closer to seeming like a reality that Vince McMahon could be done with WWE. It's, it's insane. It's insane times. The last two months have been like the most insane news, you know, wrestling news story months in maybe decades as far as different stories that are breaking out at the same time. You had gigantic stories uh, there here and there, but not this many crazy, crazy stories. And, and this Vince one, who it could be one of the biggest wrestling stories we've seen. Yeah. Billy Gunn was a coach and got let go because he was using performance enhancing drugs for bodybuilding that had nothing to do with his coaching job at the performance center. Well, every, every situation's different. <laughs> yes. Two dimes is no longer with Tony D'Angelo because maybe he failed the test because Tony D'Angelo threw him into the river and made it <laughs> sleep. With the fish. Are you Come watching on, NXT? Raj, let's talk about something lighthearted. You've been watching NXT. Nah, I've been skimming through it. <laughs> I mean, Tony D'Angelo, there's some high points. It's 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 yeah. fun. Again, Nikita Lyons, Tony D'Angelo. There's a lot to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, all right, I, I'll I'll put in my NXT thoughts here in a second. Peter Bahia, we, we did put his... Yeah, uh, his Jesus, Peter. Peter. <laughs> I said thank you, Peter. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, NXT... Uh, the, 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 the look i think it's very important for it because they're building the stars for the main roster clearly they're not they're not you know it's not a rating show they're not putting roman reigns or seth rollins on there they're trying to build stars and you know trying to do whatever they can to, to get some decent ratings but clearly mm -hmm. ratings are not a focus and I, I think that's great and i think you need the show but to me right now nxt is like ovw i didn't watch ovw back then I skim it to see what talent are on, but the acting is bad because it's supposed to be. It's giving them experience to to learn for the main roster. The promos are often bad. Again, that's how you learn. That's how mm -hmm. you gain experience. So I totally think NXT is a great thing. I have a hard time watching it. But okay. I, last I thing, last thing. How real is the Triple H's back? What does that mean? Ooh. Well, I mean, uh, I think it, it is what it is. He's back. You know, he's helping Stephanie. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's involved with NXT again. And uh, look, I think he, here's one of the biggest problems WWE has had and Vince is they haven't made that clear succession, succession plan. You know, when you were talking mm -hmm. about Steve Jobs and and. Uh, you know, Elon Musk or whoever, there is the people that are kind of put in place to easily take over those roles. Whereas with WWE, they had the co-presidents, Michelle Wilson and, and, and uh, God, who was it? George Barrios. Um, they're fired. Uh, Nick Khan's only been here maybe two, three years. Mm -hmm. um, they haven't had like a long-term succession plan where it's clear who's going to take over once Vince would, step down yeah it seemed like it was stephanie for a while it seemed like it was shane 20 25 years ago and so i think that's one thing that's hurt it is vince never fully trusted yeah someone to take over from him but you know now i think it's going to be there's not going to be a single person there's going to be a single president 
whether it's Stephanie McMahon, CEO, Nick Khan is president still. Nick Khan is doing all the business. Stephanie McMahon is kind of, you know, working with talent, kind of doing a lot of the other stuff Vince did. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. The no. succession plan has just never been clearly defined. No, I'm convinced Vince McMahon doesn't have a will because he's convinced the wills are for people who uh, who plan on dying. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh. uh, well, thank you so much, Raj. Have a good rest of your Friday. We're gonna all right. Take care. Smackdown. You missed a lot. I heard. Take care. Well, have a good night, Raj. Thanks. All right, have a good one. Bye. Yep. Uh, so okay, the SmackDown. Uh, Issa, what'd you think of SmackDown tonight? It's a horrible show. Well, that's your SmackDown coverage. So, what'd you think of Rampage tonight? It was decent. Okay, there you have it. So, follow us on Twitter. She's an OIC. Have a great night, everybody. I'm Michael Rubenstein. I mean, what's there to talk about? I just have to talk. Like, dude, uh, like, dude, why was it? I mean, like, there's a couple I, of things to talk about. Yeah, let's talk. Let's just go. Let's go through this. I mean, I don't want to shortchange our our uh, loyal, faithful SmackDown. Right. It was it was tough to get through from the beginning because of all the news that dropped today. Let's yeah, start like, with that. You you don't go into the SmackDown like in that kind of mood. Like, yeah, let's watch some wrestling. With no, all when that came up. On. When that came up at the beginning, like you don't you don't stand up and put your hand over the heart and go then now forever together <laughs> together. Thank you, thank you WWE. Thank you. Vince. I do I do it thinking about us having to cover it, but then Alfred just freaking bounces on us. Like Alfred is like together when it's a good. He week. knew he knew the story was breaking today, and he's like, yeah. ah, I don't want to I don't want to deal with all this. Yeah, uh, the street the street sent him the, the text. St- <laughs> I wouldn't even think about that. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh keith buck 99 super chat was vince's back down tonight and if so wow yeah apparently it vince was, was back it was tonight. and i bet you they had to talk him out of going on the air oh i bet God. you wanted to go out and you know say hi to the people ridiculous ridiculous um, he needs to take some time away yeah oh absolutely um yeah something anything uh so okay let's let me just uh i can tell you exactly it. how smackdown opened up Oh yeah, because it was with uh, your dad. I have been yearning. I have been yearning. My body was yearning (laughs) for this moment. The return of the tribal chief, the head of the table, the most beautiful, (laughs) the greatest of all time, Roman Reigns. And the Paul Heyman, who's just uh, becoming Marty Feldman at this point out there with the overacting. It was fine. But in light of everything, no, it wasn't. This was... they wasted. They wa- if you're only going to do three Roman Reigns appearances before SummerSlam, yeah. or two, I believe, how, why would you waste it on this? Like, it felt, it felt like, I mean, he looked great. He looked beautiful. The beard, it was so on point. The hair, it, oh, my God, he looked great. But why would you... Like, it felt like a wasted opportunity. Like, and listen, I'm sorry, but theory with the briefcase, when you see him, like, come out to Roman yeah. Reigns, that's a failed cash-in if I ever saw one. Yeah, that seemed really hokey tonight. So Roman was out there. They were hyping up uh, the match with Brock at SummerSlam. Austin's coming out and doing, like, fake out. I think the problem was, look, anything that opened the show tonight was in a very unfortunate position. And no, no, I no, think- no. It was Roman Reigns and juices were titillated. I actually think Liv would have been a better choice to um, really take people's mind off things. Like, because with Roman, this wasn't an eventful Roman Reigns appearance. To your point, it's you always know? an eventful Roman Reigns appearance, okay. especially in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. 
Corey Graves was on commentary tonight because Pat McAfee was out. Yes. Baron Corbin attacked him. Uh, the Viking Raiders sure. came in. They took on Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Match of the night by far. Uh, let's talk about how this was a what, two-minute match. It was a squash for the Viking Raiders. We were like 28 minutes. 28 minutes into the show, this was the first match. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kofi and Xavier had official, officially sanctioned ass-beating tickets. What? <laughs> uh, what's said about that? The better, uh, but the Viking Raiders laid them out. Um, this was see. horrible. It was horrible. It was a Corbin was horrible. on commentary. I like Corbin on commentary tonight. Oh my! No, I didn't. I didn't. And we'll get into why in a second. Do we hear about how Corbin did in Vegas? No, no. What a what a lack of continuation. I know. Like, I'm sorry. You miss such a missed opportunity to at least double his money or like something, right? Yeah. Uh. Okay, so Corbin was on commentary. We had Gunther out there. Ludwig Kaiser uh, was with him. Yes. There's going to be a match with Shinsuke. Uh, that's a, that's Shinsuke... exactly why I hated Corbin on commentary. Nobody yeah. can do what Pat does when Shinsuke comes out. Don't even try. I know you were trying so, to mock it, but don't. Don't do that. Okay, so Shinsuke took on Ludwig Kaiser, defeated him. Gunther got pissed and, like, uh, whooped Ludwig. Whooped. After the it was a chop well, show. Yes. It was a whooping. Okay, I it's have to whooping. say one thing, Glenn. I don't know how you huh. feel about this, but, you know, I think you're a big Shinsuke Nakamura fan like I am. Absolutely. But the possibility of a Gunther and Shinsuke match is the most excited I have been for Shinsuke Nakamura doing anything in a while yeah taking out my contacts on the air because they're drawing out wow bothering my eyes isn't it weird do you wear contacts or glasses no, no i'm just so, lying and i refuse to wear contacts or glasses legitimately i did that I for years. Them and i won't get it okay let me tell you a story about that uh oh i had bad eyesight from using oh god what what the what, Please, I'm a storyteller. That's that's what I do. I, I entertain the people. No, oh God, because I'm gonna like get scared okay. and go get glasses tomorrow. No, no, no. So <laughs> I, you know, playing computers, uh, video games, like bad eyesight, sat too close to the screen. Like I gotta squint to see something far away. I'm nearsighted, have problems with that. So I got okay. glasses, and I didn't like how they looked when I was a kid. Never wanted to wear them, so I didn't for years. And I tried contacts, or I didn't try contacts because I was afraid to. I'm at a convention once for like video stores. Mm -hmm. And uh, my friend is meeting Richard Simmons, fitness legend, Richard Simmons. Right. <laughs> and I'm looking at my friend and I was squinting because it was far away. And Richard Simmons turns, Richard Simmons, the man that hugs obese people as they cry and he helps them lose weight. I am squinting to see my friend and Richard Simmons and Richard Simmons turns to me and mocks me. He does like a squinting motion at me, like <laughs> mocking me. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe I need to get glasses. Because if yeah. Richard Simmons savior of the masses is making fun of me then maybe it's time to take care of actually getting proper eyewear so i i'll tell you my bad eyesight story it's not as interesting nowhere near as interesting as yours but i can see up close right complete opposite yeah. of yours but um I, I i do this with my phone i put it far away i can never see the chat I know I have an issue, right? So my parents, because I always work in front of a computer, both of them pointed out in separate occasions, maybe you should get glasses when they saw me like this, you know, in front of my yeah, laptop. Yeah. So I said, it's okay, I'll get my eyes checked. You know, and because I promised my parents I would do that, I did. I went to the eye doctor. They told me I needed glasses. 
got the prescription and I've had it in my wallet for the last three years. So every time they wow. tell me, have you gotten your eyes checked? I'm like, yeah, look, here's the prescription. <laughs> I need to get a new one. They won't give me contacts anymore. I, so the reason it's contacts were you're taking my eyes, these contacts are supposed to be worn for like two weeks. And I'm like, yeah. I found, oh, they'll, they're good for like three months. Oh, like, God, Glenn. Before you have that to throw it out and get a new one. No, you don't leave them in continuously. Continuously, okay. you take them out every night, put them in solution. But I'm just saying like these are getting a little rough. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, contacts were, so the first time I got contacts, I was very freaked out about touching my eyes. Right. Have you ever touched your eyeballs anymore? Maybe you've had a lash go in there or something, but you don't yeah. like yeah, get I in don't. there. Okay. So, but now it's like, yeah, I'll just reach right in and yank out. Like, I don't care now. Now, 25 <laughs> years on, I don't care. Like I'm not precious about it. Maybe you'll inspire uh, me to go get my eyes. Like I it's, probably it's, need a whole new prescription at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad I did it because uh, seeing clearly and seeing comfortably is very important. So uh, that's, that's great. I'd rather, I'd rather not see, because like what I can see now yeah. is disturbing. Imagine seeing clearly. Okay. But Isa, imagine <laughs> that you're at SummerSlam and Roman Reigns is just at a distance where he's out of focus. Oh, and you'll I be thinking of only in any situation. All I have you'll to do is be... close my eyes. I see him right now, actually. Yes. <laughs> I love my wife. And I'm really into my wife, but I worry sometimes. And I'm like, man, like, I don't know if I have passion, have ever had passion for anyone the way that Issa has passion for Roman Reigns. <laughs> I love my wife. I've been with my wife for like 18 years. I don't think anyone years. has that kind of passion, honestly. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, like I gotta, I gotta work on it. Take a blue chew, do something. I gotta work on it a little bit, you know? Uh, <laughs> but okay. So, um, Liv Morgan tonight. Oh, Liv Morgan is delightful. Oh my God. I, I haven't talked to you since Money in the Bank. How happy yeah. were you? Like so happy. they did that so perfectly, especially when Ronda got her in that ankle lock because I really thought they were going to have her fail her cashing and I'm like freaking out. And then she finally yeah. did it. What a beautiful story. It, it, it's incredible. And I'm happy to see her and Bianca being the faces of, of Raw and SmackDown, like two perfectly organic baby faces. It's a beautiful thing. No, I agree. And uh, she's at that with Natty. So it looks like Natty's going to be like an interim feud. But why? And then, well, but why? Well, honestly, without Naomi and Sasha, what other stars do they have? Raquel or, I don't mm. know, like Shayna Baszler. Anybody but Natty. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I like Natty. Uh, Jakey Bakey, thank you for the 99 cents. Appreciate it. Uh, I think that... Um, this promo was okay. Then Rhonda came out though. And it's like, you want to talk about, look at the organic pop and love that Liv gets from the crowd. And then when Rhonda came out, like, isn't it weird the way WWE crowds are treating Rhonda Rousey? Yeah. I, I don't understand why, because I, I like, I've always liked Rhonda. I'm a big Rhonda fan, but her first run was so perfect. I don't know what you could have done differently here to, help Rhonda, you know what i mean and maybe the waiting of the of the match with becky is what's hurting here mm -hmm. i i i like Rhonda's actions on sun on saturday i've read some news and rumors and speculation that Rhonda was the one to that push for Liv to get this opportunity That's cool. um so I, I i like i like Rhonda a lot and i wish that they just I don't know, because even me, the biggest Ronda fan, I do feel like something is missing compared to her first run, and I can't figure out what it is. 
No, I understand. I understand that. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, we had Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. Ronda winning pretty easily by submission tonight. Not the strongest. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, and it wasn't their strongest match either. There was a lot of issues with the leg that Ronda was hitting, and then all of a sudden she would kick her with that leg or pick her up like nothing was wrong, but then she was limping, and I'm like, yeah, that wasn't too smooth of a match. What did you think of Max Dupree and Maximum Male? Oh my Models god, I love it. I love this so freaking much. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> oh Not my god, did you watch week. it last week? I did. I did watch it online. It was, was a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, was that a tennis ball in their pockets or were they just happy to see us? <laughs> did you see if you go to maximummanmodels.com the disclaimer? Yes, I was, oh, no, but did you see yeah. the disclaimer if you I go saw to the submit? Disclaimer. I was gonna tell you, I was live on stream, I got on the website, I read the entire disclaimer on my live stream, and guess what I did afterwards? Huh? I submitted an application for Roman Reigns. <laughs> So it looks like they're going to use some of those photos uh, on screen, on TV stuff. But it was very clear this is not a model agency. They will not get you modeling yeah. work. <laughs> I love that they had to put a disclaimer in there, too, which is it was hilarious. I, yeah. I love Massey and Mansoir. I, I do. Yeah. I, 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 I think this is so ridiculous. And, and I feel people want to hate it, but you really can't. You really can't. Like, how can you? I get that it's not for everyone, but man, they're committed to this. They're committed to this bit. Yeah. Um. So Madcap Moss, in theory, it looks like they might have a little rivalry going. Aaliyah makes her... Uh, well, here's the but why. Here's the real but why. So uh, according to the internal rundowns tonight, Aaliyah and Lacey Evans were supposed to face uh, Shotzi right. and Shayna. Right, but you know Lacey Evans and her issues. So Lacey was just going to keep entering until y'all made enough noise. And uh, then she beat up Aaliyah. So Lacey's a heel now? Like, she was launching She's always been a heel. a heel, Glenn. Did I not, no, have I not been he, preaching week after week that she's always ship. been a heel? Hardship. No, what hardship? Then she comes out there and cuts a promo, and she's like, "Don't you guys know what I've been through?" Yes, we do. You told us for ten freaking weeks in a row, Lacey Evans. Please shut up and wrestle already. We've had enough of hearing what you've been through. Yeah, it was a little, a little much. It tonight. was, it was stupid. It was stupid. But I, I, I just, I, I know that you guys already gave me my flowers, but I called her a heel since week one, since it started airing. And so the Usos defeated Los Lotharios tonight. Why? Nothing oh, made then, sense tonight. Nothing made yeah. sense tonight. And then the Usos are gonna face the Street Profits again at SummerSlam because of the the bad call on the. Pin. Right. So why are they wrestling Menudo's rejects on yes. a on a two minute match well, on India, a show that was two hours India. and we had like twenty minutes of wrestling and 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 eighteen of them were not necessary. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about Menudo again in a second because everyone likes our weekly uh, Menudo talk. But um, word has it there's going to be a special guest referee for the title match, the tag team title match at SummerSlam. Who's the special guest referee going to be? Wait, there's a special guest referee? Yeah, Kayla Braxton's like, we're going around backstage. And all I could think of when she said, we're going around backstage, I'm like, yes, Kayla Braxton, the number one thing people are talking about backstage right now is who the special <laughs> guest referee is going to be at SummerSlam. I'm sure that's what's on everybody's mind tonight, backstage at WWE SmackDown. So it's between the Usos and the Street Profits? Yeah. I have no idea. You have any guesses? I mean, if Solo Tsukoa. Yeah, oh, Solo, yeah, I was going to say if Naomi, they work something out with her. 
Solo Sequoia. Mm-hmm. Solo is a good call like that. Yeah. So the other night, uh, I'm going down. I almost like sent you uh, a text in the middle of the night, but I'm like, no, that's weird. You should have. Um, I will probably awake. <laughs> so we're talking about MDO and Menudo and about Abel, the little kid that was always mean mugging the camera and Menudo. Yes. And I didn't realize he stuck around for MDO. And if you look yes, at him he now, he's still, I mean, he, he grew up to be cute, but he still like wears the hat. Like yep. he looks now like Bud Bundy, like Puerto Rican Bud, Bung- Bud Bundy. Like, <laughs> why is that so accurate? <laughs> but he does. He's got that kind of Grandmaster B vibe to him. Um, he does. He does. He, he's it. still stuck in MDO days. Like he never yes, grew out of that. He's still stuck in MDO days. But I wanted to send <laughs> you the clip of the music video of uh, uh, Menudo's <laughs> I Want to Dance Reggae, where he's got the bad braids, like the faux dreads. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I told my mom I was watching the special and she made me go down this weird because you know I like Menudo but <clears throat> they, they've been out since like before I was even born so my mom yeah. was like oh yeah I remember this song and this song and these were songs that I was not familiar with at all and we went on like an actual legit argument because I wanted to play the songs that I remember and she was like but don't skip this one song that I didn't like it was we had a whole Menudo argument really Yes, well, my really mom wanted me to play um, go, Una Señora. I can't remember the song that she wanted, and I'm over here trying to play Subete a Mi Moto, Todo Va Bien. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, how, wait, how old do you know? Was she, like, Phantasmas era? Like, going to the early, early days? <clears throat> yeah, like, like the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, because the late 70s Menudo is, is weird. Like, I'll pick up yeah. uh, Fuego. Fuego was really the jumping Fuego. on point, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was, I was very young, but I remember Fuego. And then, um, and then after that, that's when you know the Johnny Usada days. I told you yeah. he's my first crush. So those Johnny were the, was... those were my Menudo days. No, absolutely. You know, and I have to say, um, later Menudo is something more recently that I've like right. learned about and to be able to appreciate. There were some solid songs there. So, yeah, there were. Uh, yeah, there were. I just hate when they started calling them MDO. Hated it. MDO. Yes. No, I agree. It was a very weird transition. But both MDO is reunited now and they're touring. So there's, yes. There's... Did There's a shot. So, completely random, but we're talking about uh, music. But did you hear about the Bad Bunny concert in Puerto Rico? No, what now? So he's doing a concert in Puerto Rico for three days. Unfortunately, it's when I'm in Nashville for SummerSlam, so I can't go. <gasps> but the tickets are only available physically at the place. You have to go to the place well, to buy these tickets. Um, because <clears throat> the last time he did a concert here, a bunch of people bought the tickets online and flew yeah. in, and they took tickets away from the locals. He don't want that to happen this time, right? So the tickets go on sale tomorrow. The line is already wrapping around two and a half miles from when wow. from the arena. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. If I wasn't going to Nashville, I probably would have been doing the the, the podcast from that line tonight. Wow. <laughs> uh isn't he does he have a movie coming out soon? Yeah, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. That's right. It was all over the TV tonight. I know. I know. My both both of my beautiful men, Bad Bunny and Roman Reigns. While we're off topic, tonight. before we get into talking about this main event and this dumb thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I started playing this video game the other night called The Quarry. Have you heard about The Quarry? No, I haven't. You, so The Quarry is like a throwback to Friday the 13th and 80s horror. But you essentially, it's got like a lot of quick time events. It's got a lot of decision branching in the game. But it's mm-hmm. teenagers at a summer camp. There's werewolves attacking oh, them. But I what's I'm going to cool, like this game. Yeah, there's... um. 186 different endings to the game. Every character can live or die depending on what you do. And essentially it's like an eight hour horror movie, it, like exceptionally gory at times. So me like an idiot started playing this last weekend in the middle of the night with the lights off, <laughs> wife's asleep, 
Like, and there's a ghost running around the woods. Like, so I'm oh, freaking no. myself out. And, uh, and I finished it once already, but now I want to go back and play it again. It's on Xbox, PlayStation, PC, all the platforms right. for the Corey. But yeah, I'm having a really good time with this game. You know, definitely want to go back and see all the different endings now. Do you know who Mr. Nightmare is on YouTube? No, that sounds uh, potentially terrifying, though. So he does videos, but he tells real stories, right? So oh, viewers gotcha. submit their stories to them, and he tells real, like, scary stories, like Home Alone horror stories or this or that, yeah. right? But the other night, he uploaded a video where it was, like, videos, real videos, real scary videos captured on Ring um, camera, like oh, the yeah, Ring yeah, doorbell. Yeah. I don't know why that video freaked me out. I watch scary movies. I, I'm into all that true crime oh. serial killer. For some reason, oh. those videos from the ring cameras of things that really happen freak me out. I'm watching it at like 3 a.m. by myself all along. I'll do you one better. You said, so I've got multiple cameras around our property and even like different providers. Right. So it's like, you know, if one goes down, like the other one's up. Um, and the other night I get a notification from the camera that's pointing at our kitchen window where it's like motion oh, notification, no. Oh, no. like one in the morning. So <laughs> normally you think like car drove by, you know, maybe a delivery, God forbid, maybe somebody's checking front lock car doors. It is Vegas. It does happen. But <laughs> I watched the video and it's pitch black and I just see this little thing just run by. And so <laughs> we think there's a rat that's living in our roof. Cause now three times, three nights, um, like I've just got this notification in the middle of the night and it's just this rat scurrying by the camera. So tonight I'm going to try and put multiple extra cameras outside just to see exactly where it's going to and from so we can pinpoint it. But I'm freaked out because I, I don't want to do anything cruel in getting rid of it. But you know, it's against right. the law to actually, it's against the law in, in Vegas and most places. It's actually against the law to trap a uh, pest and transport them for release. Cause you would think that's really? like the most option. It's against the law. What the hell? You would think that that's the easiest way to do it without hurting them or, like you said, being cruel about it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's going to be my adventure tonight. After Let me know uh, how it goes. Yeah, it'll be uh, good times. Maybe I'll post the video online. Uh, so the Drew main McIntyre. event, uh, another match that was supposed to happen that never happened. Yes, let's talk Drew about McIntyre that. versus Sheamus, and one of them is going to get a championship opportunity, Clash of the Castle. It's been long thought that was going to be Drew McIntyre, so I think they're prolonging the inevitable because Sheamus don't want to fight. Sheamus, Sheamus said he uh, hoped he didn't have a case of the old COVID. It started uh, coughing in, <laughs> like with everybody around him. What was that? <laughs> I hope I don't have COVID <laughs> on oh, oh, everybody. Like, In no. case anyone doubted if Vince McMahon was backstage or involved in tonight's show, <laughs> that can tell you. Hey, listen, Raj said this company could not run without him, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is why. This is why Glenn Rubens. <laughs> yeah, because who else? Uh, so so who fought in Sheamus' place tonight? Butch. Butch took on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre won. Ridge Holland attacked McIntyre after. Of course after. he won. He killed him. <laughs> Yeah, this was just a dumb main event. I don't know why. The, the whole they did show this. was stupid. And, and I'm talking about a show that had Roman Reigns in it. Again, upset. I don't care yeah. if Roman Reigns needs to take time off or whatever, but if you're only going to have a few appearances to build up to a match that nobody wants to see again and nobody cares about, don't waste them like this. Don't. Yeah. You have him oiled up on a bearskin rug, reading yes. from a book of erotic poetry. With me feeding uh, him grapes? Yes. <laughs> the tornado Anthony Wise and Butch is the safe word, right? Isa? 
butch. <laughs> whenever, whenever I say something too extra about Roman Reigns, Glenn, you yeah. just say butch and I'll stop. Uh, but Drew hit the ropes with the sword flames. I don't know, yada, yada, yada. It was uh, a show to get through. Like, let's keep it real. I give it a four out of ten. And the four pinpoints are Liv Morgan. Roman Reigns look beautiful. The male models and... Oh, it's a three out of ten. Never mind. Yes. Uh, so Rampage tonight. Pre-taped. This was all taped uh, Friday. Or Wednesday. Sure. In Rochester. Yes, it was. Eddie Kingston versus Konosuke Takashida. What did you think of this match? I thought it was fun. Eddie Kingston is so over. Do you not feel like oh, they yeah. should be doing more with him? And I, I feel like... And I feel like... Okay, so maybe they don't want to put certain titles on him, but now you have like a hundred thousand titles in this in this it's company true. you have this ring of honor titles don't give him the purity belt because i don't think that's for eddie kingston but there's a lot of titles that he could be in, in a contender of you know could you imagine if eddie kingston got the pure championship purity and, belt. and and he was like okay i'm not gonna swear i'm only gonna act <laughs> in it. like you could do a whole angle about eddie yes. kingston Trying to I'm live a pure you, life. This belt would be so much more fun if they treat it like a purity belt instead of it whatever really the hell be. a pure belt is. Like, I don't even understand. But I just love how over Eddie Kingston is, how much the crowd loves him. And I get that they're going to go with Claudio and Hager, like Hager for the first feud of Claudio. But I really wanted to see Kingston and, and Claudio yeah, just based on, on the comments that Eddie made. But this was a great match tonight. And Kitty Kingston getting that win uh, was a really good moment. He's going to face. Chris Jericho at uh, Fighter Fest. Yeah, it's like some like a barbed wire match or some crap like that. Oh uh, yeah, Shark Cage with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Wait, there's a shark cage involved? I believe so. Yes. Is there a shark involved? Now, which is really weird too, right? Because WWE is guilty of this as well. Like a shark cage. The thing that's cool about a shark cage is it's protecting you from a shark. There's nothing cool about the cage itself. Right. I right. I don't know. I, I've been swimming with sharks. Have you ever been swimming with the sharks? I am terrified of sharks. I saw Jaws when I was four years old. So did I. But I, I grew up in an island, so we're taught to oh, true. suck it up, bro. If you see one, we learned We learned from Jaws the Revenge. They can they can show up anywhere. Yes. <laughs> I. That, oh, my God. I will have to tell you off, off stream my, my nightmare, my recurring nightmare about sharks. You will laugh. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, I know it's good if you could only tell it off off screen. No, no, it's like, not. It's ridiculous. I just feel like we've gone on for so long that do you really want to hear about my stupid shark nightmare that I've I mean, had like a million times in my lifetime? I'm I'm generally interested. You know, if you want to uh, do it now, we can. We could save it for later. You know, we can't tease it this much, Isa. You can't right, tease so the audience and not deliver on this. I'll story. tell you. You know how you know how everybody has like a recruiting nightmare. I have a few, but mm -hmm. this one sticks with me because i've had it since i was like little and i still have it and it's a dream that i'm <laughs> i'm swimming in the beach of the town that i grew up in and i see a shark fin right like sticking out of the water yeah. so i'm like i start swimming towards the shore and the shark's still coming and then when i finally get out of the ocean the shark literally gets up grows legs puts on a pair of sunglasses and starts foot racing me it's not funny. But, okay, but if a shark gets out of the ocean and then puts on sunglasses, I think, well, okay, clearly this is a cool shark. I can't be that. Uh, oh, yeah, the coolest. 
He is actually he's wearing cool. Sunglasses. He's got like a big yeah. smirk as he's chasing me. Yeah, like does he play the saxophone too? I mean, you know, does he no, skateboard no, no, or no, no. just the sunglasses? I'm pretty sure those are Ravens. I'm pretty sure the Ravens. What he's oh, Ravens are the coolest sunglasses. I, I know, mean, but on, why man. is he growing legs and chasing me like that? Like I swim out. Like, you know, what more do I have to do? I I know. I have really weird nightmares. Um, I have stress dreams about things that I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God that was just a dream. Or I'll dream about like old friends or old relationships or just like, yeah, very random, random dreams. Yeah, the last two weeks I've been having very intense, really weird dreams. And I don't know if it's because of the lack of sleep. I think I've been sleeping like two hours every night, but I've been having insane dreams. Yeah, the no, shark hasn't chased me. The shark hasn't chased me in a couple of months, though. So, I wouldn't mind like a strong recurring dream. What I don't like, and I don't know if I've ever revealed this before on the <laughs> podcast. Like everybody has like sex dreams, but I have I have sex dreams. Like you remember when you were a kid and there'd be like an R-rated movie that had a lot of sex in it. And... Well, are you talking about the Cinemax kind that didn't really show no, anything, no. but you thought well, you no, were no, watching no. something like, naughty? You know, like, oh. like just like the you know American Pies or the other movies, and oh, you'll yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. now we're gonna have a sex scene. So I would have, but then remember, like you, that movie would be shown on the USA Network, and they'd like cut all right. the sex parts out. So it's like, hey, we're about to get down to it, and then smash cut to like, well, that was really good sex. That's what my sex dreams are like. My sex dreams are like, oh, hey, things are about to get sexy. And then smash cut to, well, we had sex. What do you want to do now? And I'm just like, when do I get to experience the the sex part of the sex dream? Like I'm having like safe for television, like PG. That makes me so sad for you. Even your dreams are PG. You're you're a saint. You're a saint. Like, like what what did I do to deserve that? Like the TV edits. Have you you tried to watch something? Like, have you tried to watch a movie of that type before you go to bed? No, not no. edited like the whole well, thing. Well, well, what kind of movies? I mean, you know, edu- <laughs> educational films or uh, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, I think um, it's weird. And I've tried oh, since I'm a child. Since I was a child, I this isn't sex dream related. But since I have a child, uh, since I was a child, I have had this thought that if I watch something or think about something before I go to sleep, I will have a really cool dream about that right. thing that has never worked for me ever. Never, ever, ever, and it's good and bad because I can That's watch scary movies. Never worked for bed. me. Yeah, but you know what has worked for me? Continuing uh-huh. a dream. I don't know if this ever worked for you, but you ever go back to sleep trying to? I want it to happen. I want that to it happen. It has happened to me happened. a couple of times. It has happened to me a couple of times, which is rare because then it makes you wonder: Did I really wake up in the middle of it or not? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, dreams are weird. I mean, it's just a strange phenomenon when you think about it. Oh it's my like, god! I'm gonna yes, I'm fascinated have these by it. Psychotic episodes, like just in bed, and then you get like these weird pains in the middle of the night, or yeah. you know, I'm always convinced I'm coming down with something, but it's just allergies. And it's only at night. I don't. Know, it's very strange. Right. It's all very strange. You know what? My other recruiting dream is that I'm stuck in a giant spider web, and then I see this giant spider coming. It never gets. Why are all my dreams animals related? I was going to say, um, yeah, that's interesting. And the best Anyhow, part is rampage. the only animal I'm actually scared yeah. of is a horse. I've never had a nightmare about a horse, but I hate horses. I, I just don't think they're trustworthy. <laughs> Wait, how do you hate I- horses? <laughs> Wait, I hate horses. I don't think they're trustworthy. I told a horse a secret once, and I swear to God, that bitch told everybody in the entire barnyard. Uh, uh, I bet on a horse one time, and I lost my money. How can you trust that? 
Uh, their eyes brutal. are on the sides of their head. Like, what are they trying to look at? <laughs> what are they trying to look at, Glenn? Don't trust, don't ever trust a horse. <laughs> Gonna remake 303. Don't trust a horse. Never trust a horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay we, we got rampage. rampage uh yeah. comments oh i look forward to the comments on this show after <laughs> if i haven't disabled them because i'm not right. editing anything um athena and chris statlander talking about jade cargill i like how they're building that that's good uh, it's being okay uh video featuring hook we saw gates of agony sounds like an awesome metal band um gates of agony with tully blanchard no clue, who they, were. No clue who they were do you and do Lee you know Moriarty. who they were i didn't but i thought they looked cool okay they look cool but doesn't it make it harder for you to get into a match when you're not emotionally invested into the characters but it's kind of like an author's of pain sort of thing i think even pairing them with tully you know like so this like has been dumb well, actually, I don't know. This pain. might not be the wish.com version because the authors of pains are involved in their whole ass mess too. Of yeah, so these, these guys are like the, the ghost writers of pain, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're the blogger. No, here we go. The bloggers of pain. Um, <laughs> it took me a second, but I see what you did there. <laughs> so the bloggers of pain won their match tonight. Yeah. No, there's no disrespect to them. I'm just saying that this is the author's of pain formula. Like the same way Maximum Male Models is kind of riffing on Brazango and other things we've seen. Like this is very much right, the, right, right, right. The same formula, and right. it works. It's the effect formula. I just think, and not just Rampage in Dynamite too. Sometimes they'll put a team that you kind of care about against a team that you don't care about. It makes it very hard to want to get into these matches. That's all. Yeah. Um, Gates of Agony. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they're doing something with Gresham, but then what about Lee Moriarty? Like, Lee's really good, too, and he just, like, yeah. laid there dead. Well, what do you think of uh, Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb versus Kayla Sparks and Christina Marina? Pretty. I hope they're not starting a tag team division in, in the women's division in AEW. Maybe. They don't well, even know how to book their singles women, and everything that I've seen them do recently has been in, like, pairs, and I'm scared. One of the, the big news, though, is that after this match, uh, Mercedes, um, uh, or pardon me, Serena Deeb uh, put Mercedes Martinez in a submission hold. So, Right, but did you notice that Tony Khan is building more tag teams than WWE is, and they're the ones who have a tournament? We're going to have that, that tournament any to day be? now. Any day now. Any day now. But, hey, shout out to Vacant on his or her longest title reign ever. I think Vank it's a they. I think that's their preferred pronoun. Yeah. Um. So. Mark Henry was backstage. Yeah. Mark Sterling. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. yeah. Dan Housen. I don't like Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy being together. It becomes a little too no. goofy. Like it's like Batman and the Penguin, you know, from yes. the old 60s series. <laughs> A great comparison, actually. Yeah, or the Agreed. Joker and the Penguin. Yeah, it's like I don't want to see it. Just you, sh they shouldn't ever be together. Agreed, agreed. Because um, I, I feel like Orange Cassidy killed it up for Britain Door, and some people that might have doubts on him starting to like see more in him. But then you put him; he's still a little silly. You put him with somebody that's a little silly, and it's just hard to take seriously. And Orange Cassidy versus Will Osprey contender for match of the year so far. Oh yeah, my favorite match of that night. 
Yeah. I mean, one of my, seriously, I, I'm hard pressed to think of many better matches than that bell to bell this year that we've seen. Yeah. Um, orange. That was a different orange Cassidy theme tonight, right? Yeah. He got, he got his new song. I missed the old Supposedly one, he used this song in the Indies. Yeah, uh, the problem that I have with that is that like your audience might have not been familiar with that. And people really became familiar with the song that he had. So I don't know why they took it away. Maybe he requested it. Maybe, I don't know. You know how music rights work, but I like the other song. Yeah. The Pixies wears my mind is a absolute classic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I miss that. So Orange Cassidy took on Tony East tonight. Uh, Dan Howes and Smart Mark Sterling. I mean, this was a fun main event. This went on for a decent amount of time. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I thought they I thought it was a good match. Probably one of the best things that Tony Nese has done. I mean, he hasn't really done a lot, especially when he was presented as the hottest free agent, and they haven't gone on to do much. Yeah, which with him. is this um, was fun. Like Tony Nese, the hottest free agent, really. Yeah, yeah. Good main event. Uh, Orange Cassidy getting that win, but yeah, taped rampage, man. Tam- taped rampage always has. <laughs> little bit uh like it's got and I, avoid, I avoid spoilers but even the booking of the show just doesn't feel like they're trying very hard no but here's the problem it's like even if you're avoiding spoilers you still see sentiment online where if someone's like if, if like if no one's talking about it like everyone was talking about the breakup of the acclaimed and the ass boys wednesday night like that everyone was talking right about. if no right. one's saying like oh really hot rampage this weekend could be a really hot show. If you're not hearing that, like you kind of know that mm, this is just kind of status quo. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it didn't feel like you didn't even see any anybody talk about this rampage. Yeah, so, outside of Tony Khan and his tweets. Uh, so it's a weird time in wrestling right now. This Vince McMahon thing. I mean, look, I think everyone knows where I stand on the issue, and probably where most people stand on the issue that it's time for Vince to go. Um. WWE is just going to continue to be in this weird state the longer he insists upon hanging on, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was a weird day to watch wrestling with everything going on. Yeah, uh, Allison Tuckwab asking if we knew what happened to Pat McAfee. I think uh, he had another comp. Like, he was doing something else, but they booked that story wa- storyline, so it was great. Yeah. I'm sure he'll and, be back uh, next Friday. Roman Reigns, I don't believe, is retiring. He's just going on a reduced schedule. If he retires, I'll retire. Yes. Okay. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Follow Issa at NYC Demon Steve with the one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on the Twitters. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips replied to me today. It's very exciting. Way to go, Glenn. Yes. I had a question, very important question for Lou Diamond Phillips. What was it? <laughs> Um, so he started a movie called The First Power. There's an awesome kind of like B horror movie from 1990. In fact, the movie Fallen with yeah. Denzel Washington kind of ripped it off, but it's about a serial killer that can like jump between bodies, like their mm-hmm. uh, psyche. So I really like that movie. Ludem Phillips started in it as the cop. The late great Eric Wright, Easy E from NWA. Apparently, that was like one of his favorite movies. And in fact, he did something very similar. To the movie the first power like a voiceover thing on the opening of one of his last albums so i asked him diamond phillips i was like did you ever meet easy e like you started in like his favorite movie of all time uh Lou diamond phillips uh, mentioned he had not he wished he had but i thought that was just really cool that he responded um That's also awesome. you've have you seen the movie la bamba yes of course okay so this blew my mind i also had this interaction the day he plays richie valens who's 16 years old 
Isai Morales plays Richie Valens' older brother, Bob, who's like seven or eight years older. In real yeah. life, Lou Diamond Phillips, I just learned this today. In real life, Lou Diamond Phillips is a year older than Isai Morales. Who played oh, really? Brother. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's actually super interesting. I didn't know that. It's crazy. But Lou Diamond Phillips just looks younger. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just Lou Diamond Phillips had a hell of a career. Great actor. But yeah. on that note, uh, everybody watch a Lou Diamond Phillips movie this weekend. Treat yourself. <laughs> I recommend The First Power or La Bamba or uh, Renegades with Lou Diamond Phillips and uh, Kiefer Sutherland or The Big Hit with Mark Wahlberg and Lou Diamond Phillips. Anyhow, uh, Courage Under Fire, also really solid. Have a great weekend. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.